0: Because I've got to have faith, the faith, the faith, that's right, baby, <laughs> welcome to Soul Revival Digital on a Saturday, I got really um, into that intro, so I hope you enjoyed it, um, I'm joined here on the panel by Jai McMorty, how are you?
1: Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Did
0: you enjoy my intro? It was awesome. (laughs) Woo! And Katie, what about you? How was the intro?
2: Uh, Yeah, it was excellent, Joel. Well done. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you
0: sound really convinced by that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to feign feign excitement. Face excitement? Feign. Feign excitement. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, you know, lucky you're a bad liar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We all know how excited you are, Katie. Yeah.
0: I, I can tell. You can see, even wearing the mask, I can tell with the, with the expression on your face. Anyway, talking about faith, uh, George Michael, uh, I just quoted there, but uh, what isn't faith? Because is we're, we're talking about Hebrews 11, right? And yeah, it talks yeah. about all about faith. So what isn't faith, do you reckon, John? Yeah, what do you reckon, Katie? Oh, there's go Katie first.
2: Hmm. Um, Lots of people, if you were to ask what faith I- is, people who don't really understand would say it's blind trust or lack following something you're not sure about but you just be like oh i'll do it so blind trust is kind of the biggest thing that i that faith isn't but lots of people think faith is if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah i oh, like yeah that, that kind of blind leap mm. isn't it so that faith is that that blind trust the leap of faith leap of faith mm. yeah it's that idea and i think too sometimes we confuse faith and hope as well we kind mm. of you know, um, you know, have faith in my football team to win, but it was really kind of wishful thinking. <laughs> so it kind of like faith kind of becomes a bit like that. Or um, sometimes it's, just, it's that wishful hope, I think, sometimes. We, we just really want something to happen. So we say, I oh, have faith that it will happen. Mm. And more often than not, it doesn't.
0: There's sometimes that thing where people say, oh, it's hard, but keep the faith. But it's almost like, They're just like, I'll just say whatever I want to make you stop talking to me about your problems, (laughs) (laughs) rather than actually talking about real faith, which I'm sure you're going to talk to us a bit later about, right? Yeah, yeah, Hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, I think as Christians, um, I think Hebrews 11 verse 1 is kind of a place where we go to uh, figure out uh, or get a bit of a better understanding of what faith is, which as you said, we'll we'll look at a bit later on. Um, But I, I wonder, like, as Christians, when we talk about faith, like, we we talk about it kind of more academically, more than not, don't we? Like, have you found that?
2: Mm.
0: Like, just oh, it says it in the Bible, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: right. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that's the. I think I think faith and talking about faith is actually something that we need to do more of, and because I think it's extremely practical, mm. because you know, one of the big questions out of Hebrews eleven is, do I have faith, and what does that faith look like? Mm. Um, and often the you know, the things we talked about faith isn't actually uh, what it looks like is not much at all sometimes. Um, And we've got to be careful we don't draw that across into our Christian idea of faith. Um, And that's why I think Hebrews 11 is going to be really cool Mm -hmm. uh, to have a look at.
0: That's why I like the idea of um, your faith being strengthened that as you, and Hebrews talks about that being more mature as a Christian, becoming more mature as a Christian. That's, I feel like your faith is being strengthened. And I think I see sometimes examples of that in my life where Mm before i would have reacted in a different way but now I would respond faithfully i think that's another thing to talk about maybe yeah. um that uh we we go something bad happens or something that uh, isn't going the way that we want it to how our response to that is actually a, an example of our faith and how we go oh well actually god's helping me in some way here i just need to be faithful to him and know that he's got my best mm. in- intentions and best interests at heart mm. is that something that's happened to you katie Got any examples?
2: Well, yeah, like right now with the unknownness of like the wedding and being able to do it, I've kind of trying to have faith that it will work according to God's plan instead of um, being like, oh, it's going to be the worst and all this kind of stuff and it's all going to not go to plan and yeah, you know, all that jazz. <laughs> um, but right now I'm just trying to have faith that it will be – the way God intends it. And I think as well with faith, it's having trust in his will, not necessarily what you want it to turn out to Mm. be. There's a difference between saying, oh yeah, I have faith, but you just really want it to be the way that you're intending. And if it's not, then it's kind of like, well, was that actually faith? I think, yeah, faith is that um, assurance in God's will and that it will all turn out according to his plan and having to trust that. And so I'm trying to really focus on having faith that um, yeah, God has his hand over whatever situation it will be instead of being like, oh, I want it to turn out this way. So if, God, you can do that, I'm going to trust in you doing that. That'll be great, thanks. So, yeah, that's something I'm trying to think about right now, actually.
0: Yeah, and it'd be hard, like, especially because you don't know, like the unknowns around your wedding at the moment be really hard is that what you mean by practical faith joy
1: well yeah it's 100 like because what we find in uh, hebrews 11 which we'll look at a little bit later on is that uh hebrews 11 is full of people who don't know what is going to happen but they obey god Mm -hmm. Um, and they do that in faith and we're told here in hebrews 11 that these are people of faith because of the way that they responded in not knowing what was going to happen, they still faithfully mm. obeyed God.
0: Yeah, there's lots of examples like Abraham and Moses and, and Enoch and all those guys. Totally. So, like,
1: it gets to the point where was, uh, at the end of uh, chapter 11, towards the end, it's just like, well, we could keep going on, and we, we can't name them all because there's so many. And uh, and as uh, this, what I think it was last week you were talking about, or the week before about um, getting back into reading the Old Testament, mm. and I think it's really important. Like, New Testament is fantastic; it's great. Old Testament is just like just, just full of faithful men and women mm-hmm. trusting in God um, in the most horrible of circumstances but still trusting him and being faithful to him. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
3: Yeah.
0: Well it's uh, plenty to look forward to everyone. So we'll be back very soon. After this. Hi, I'm Michelle
4: from Soul Revival West Ride. And today's Bible reading is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 to 19. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children, because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death.
1: One of my eyes wobbles.
2: Hello! And welcome to Who Wants to Be a Light on There. Yes! Yes! Big right B! Hi, I'm Katie. I'm your host. Nice to meet you. And I'm joined by Joel and Lionel. Hi, Hi
0: I'm Joel. You're J- your, your yeah. winner. How are you I'm doing?
1: Joel. I mean, I'm Lionel. Hello. <laughs>
0: she hustled me, Lionel. Yeah. Thank you. Come on. Make oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm excellent. I'm ready to win. Oh, Thank
2: awesome. You. Can mm. you uh, just test your buzzer for me, please?
0: Yes. Hang on. I just need to make it a little bit more ready to win. Mm-hmm. Holy Bible. All right.
2: Go. Excellent, it's working. it's working. That's great. Excellent. And Lionel, how are you?
1: Good, Katie, how are you? I'm good,
2: it's been a while. Yep. Are you ready? Always. Can we test your buzzer, please? Excellent. Ha! That one's working too. Mm. So how this will go is I will give you a question and you need to buzz in to get the answer. Are you ready? Yep. Our first question is... I <clears throat> need to warm up the vocal cords, Stop for this. buzzing
1: early. Oh, I thought that was the question.
2: Father had many sons and many sons had. Yes, Lionel.
1: Mr. Lionel!
2: No, that is incorrect. But he's got lots of sons. Let me keep going. Father had many sons and many sons had. Joel! No! And
0: you have one son. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: All right, I feel like you guys at home will be doing much better than them. You should be shouting out your answers too. What do you think it could be? Yes, Joel. Abraham. Yes, that's correct! Come on! Woo! Hello! Really? All right.
1: Yes, we are. Our next
2: question is Are you ready at home? Ready, Joel? Ready, Lionel? Yep. Who was a baby in a basket?
1: Me! Oh! Yes, Lionel. Me.
2: No. Anyone at home? Going to phone a friend? Anyone want to phone a friend? Lionel, do you need to phone a friend?
1: I'm calling someone now. All
2: right, who are you calling? Mum. Oh.
1: Yes, Mum. Yes, Mum. Yes. Okay. Mum said, Katie, she likes your dress.
2: Oh, thanks, Brenda. I'm excited for coffee in silence. So
1: You sound just like her.
2: The correct answer is, do you guys give up?
0: The kid on the El Oh Yes. The kid on the El Paso, old El Paso ad. You no. It is oh. Moses!
2: Moses! That's oh. right.
3: Yay!
2: awesome. Alright. Our next question is: I'm about to make a sound. What does this sound like, the name of someone in the Bible? Ow! <laughs>
0: Ouchie! Yeah, hang on, I didn't hear it. Can you go again?
2: <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Enoch.
2: Well done, Joel. That's correct answer. Okay. Our Come The next, next question has some has some props. Come on, Lionel. Who? I'm hungry. Gave fruit to God in the Bible. Clue: It's in Genesis. Anyone remember who gave fruit to God?
1: Um, not you, because you're an idiot, but Abel. Oh, oh yeah, it. Abel. Oh, I bust.
2: I'll give you both that. Yes. Because I'm generous. I'm okay. Still, still
3: Yay.
2: Next question is, who was known in the Bible to do this? Sound guy? <laughs> I'll just repeat it for you. Who was known in the Bible to do this? It's laughing. Who laughed? Eh. Yes.
0: When that uh, the, the bear chases the boys into the woods. No.
1: It's a mum.
2: It is a mum. It is um, a mum.
1: Sarah! Yes! Oh.
2: I feel like you guys at home are probably doing much, much better than them.
1: Probably. Okay,
2: next one. <clears throat> I have here a red ribbon. Who in the Bible... Looks like a skipping rope. ...used red ribbon to signal not to, to be saved? I'll give you a clue. She lives in Jericho.
1: Did they put it in their hair?
2: No. She hung it outside her window. It's oh. a girl.
0: Stop asking for clues.
2: Oh. Anyone at home know? Mm. Ropi. Remy? No. Oh. That's Joel's daughter.
1: Oh. Hi, Remy. Hi. <laughs> she loves Lionel. Many daughters.
2: No, Ray.
1: Drops keep falling on Ray my head. Ray. Yes. Ray Stevens. No. Hi, oh, Rahab.
2: Yes, Rahab, Lionel. Well done. We're on to our last question. What's the score? What's the score? Oh, I'm winning. Um,
0: I think it's two and a half. I think to it's
2: two. <laughs> I think it might be
3: to who?
0: Them.
2: Lionel.
3: Oh, what? <laughs> Uh, my show. <laughs> all
2: right. Here is our last question. Everyone at home, get ready. Get your buzzers ready. What do all of these people have in common? Eh. Yes.
0: They were in the Bible.
2: They were in the Bible. What part of the Bible?
0: They're on your list.
2: <laughs> they are on my list. But hmm. what, what part of the Bible were they all in?
0: God's list. Eh. Yes. The many pages of the Bible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Mm. All of their stories are found in the Old Testament.
1: Oh. But,
2: But there's something else that they're found in. They are also found in Hebrews 11, which is what we're looking at today. And they are called the heroes of the faith. What that means is they are all real people from the Bible. They really lived and they trusted in God and his plans. God used these normal people who, like us, sin, they weren't perfect at all, for great things. God used these people for amazing things according to his plans. And that's what we're going to learn about. We're going to learn all about faith and these characters from Hebrews 11 today. So I hope you guys had fun with the game show. I think that you guys at home won, not these two. Uh, thank you for joining us. See us next time for Who Wants to Be a Lionel there. Bye. Thanks, not Bye. Well played,
3: Uh Lionel.
1: Thanks, Joe.
0: Welcome back, everyone. It's great to have you with us again. And we are joined again on the panel after uh, that excellent game show that we crossed to with Lionel, uh, with Jai, and Katie. Now, Katie, you had a few. faith songs that you wanted to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to enlighten us on, please D-
2: Did I? Or did you make me? I don't know uh,
0: you, You're making up stories but <laughs> as usual but, <laughs> but uh, just put that microphone oh, close to your go. mouth and then please tell us some of the faith songs is, you thought um, about, because we did George Michael Yes,
2: yes, Bon Jovi has also blessed us with a faith mm. song. How's yeah, that go? song How does it go? Keep the faith, keep the, the faith Oh, you gotta keep the faith Shout out to my dad, love you, dad
0: What's up, Tim? Hey, Tim.
2: Your honour, because you love this song.
0: That's you, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? You had another one, didn't you?
2: Well, I know the Citizens Have a Faith song, but... <laughs> yeah.
0: you were like, ooh. That's what you really just, upset about.
2: It. No, I love it. I oh. love that song. I've been listening to it on repeat, but I can't think of the words right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. There's a... Ethan was telling us there's an Ariana Grande song about faith.
2: He knows that, oh, and I yeah, don't. Um, I have no with, idea. With Stevie
0: Wonder or something. With Stevie Wonder, maybe. Oh I don't know. And there was another one. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, talking, thinking of faith. <laughs> That's what Hebrews eleven is about. Um, I was going to call you Stu, Sorry, Jai. <laughs> so I've been it's called It's face things. mask. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's an interesting passage. It talks about faith, like we said. Yep. What is the author, author trying to get at in this passage?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a really good question because the the writer of Hebrews, I think is, um, especially in the first three verses, which is what I want to mainly look at in a moment, but uh, what we find is the, the author of Hebrews gives us not so much a definition of faith, but gives us a description of what faith does, so how faith works. So the, the great stories that we read throughout chapter 11 is about what faith does, faith in action, uh, faith lived out. Uh, which you know the game show picked up on. Uh, this chapter picks up on massively. Um, in fact, it actually says that there's so much in there that they it, it can't cover all of it. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think that's that's kind of what what the writer of Hebrews in this chapter is getting at. What does faith look like in action?
0: And it's later on in that um, chapter I was actually uh, reading today. Fortunately, that um, he has all those examples that uh, I believe Katie and Lionel were talking about. Mm. Um, why does he keep giving examples of those faithful people because he's like by faith this person did this by mm. faith this person did this why is he doing that
1: yeah yeah well it's um we, we kind of skipped over it we kind of jumped into uh, chapter 11 but we and we missed the back end of chapter 10 mm. uh, where uh, from verses 19 to 39 40 so whatever the the end of chapter 10 is there uh, there is this warning to the people that he's writing to, to not shrink back in their faith, to actually stand firm and to keep going, uh, to grab on to the promises of God and to stand firm during those, no matter what is going on in their life. And chapter 11 then ends up coming as a bit of a contrast to that. Instead of uh, the warning to shrink back, he gives us an example of what it is to not shrink back, to do the opposite, to stand firm uh, in the faith and to to live that out. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's good to read the context, They're written, you know, the bit before so you understand what's happening now. And, uh, yeah, so that's – it's kind of – it's you know the reinforcement you sometimes do with uh, with kids in particular? You you give them a warning, but you give them a positive as well so that they understand the, the, the negatives and the positives of things. So you have that sort of experience with your kids. Yes, I
0: think so. I'm yeah. Like, oh, you did this great, but maybe just change this next time. Yeah. Is that what, what you're getting yeah, at? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that sort of idea, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I think what the, the idea here then is chapter 11 is that uh, the writer wants to give us this deep confidence uh, in the promises of God and to be so confident in that to actually turn away from sin, to flee from sin and to, um, to live out a radical kind of love, a radical kind of faith uh, in the mix of all sorts of adversity and difficulties and all those sorts of things that come our way. So that's, I just think that's kind of what, why chapter 11 is there is to, to, set us, uh, to give us that example for that reason
0: yeah great well katie you shrunk back from singing <laughs> at the microphone just then but i think we're going to learn how to not shrink back from f- with our faith <laughs> so um take it away joe looking forward to what you've got for us
1: yeah cool thanks man uh, thanks man uh, let me pray before we get into uh the chapter but uh, make sure you've got your bibles there or your smartphones so you can uh, follow along with us let me pray uh, dear god we thank you for uh, this opportunity to reflect on your word Father, we pray that you would be with us and that you would speak through your Word and through your Spirit to us uh, as we meditate on your Word now. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's have a look. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 starts off with these wonderful words that we've alluded to before already, and that is these words. Now faith is confident in what we hope for. I'll, start that. I'll try that again. <laughs> uh, now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And this is really interesting and, and kind of can be a little bit complicated to kind of wrap our head around. But basically what the writer of Hebrews, the author of Hebrews is saying here is that, is that faith is confidence in what God promises will most certainly uh, be fulfilled. I'll say that again. That faith is confidence in what God promises will most certainly be fulfilled. So what he promised will happen. And then the hope here is grounded in the, in, in our, in the object of our faith. It is grounded uh, first and foremost and only in a faithful God. So our hope is grounded in the faithfulness of our God and therefore faith is looking at God and trusting him for everything and putting our hope in him for the future and trusting that what his plans, what his, his will is, will happen. And it will be for our good and for the good of the world. And most importantly, be for his honour, glory and praise. Now, I want to ask these guys, uh, have you ever heard of uh, sayings like, uh, don't judge a book by its cover? Yes. Have you ever had a, an experience where that has uh, been a good bit of advice? Mm.
0: Trying to think of an example. Have you got one, Katie? I mean, oh. I, I spend my whole time putting people on the spot now. I've been put on the spot. <laughs> That's why I did this. So. Yeah, it's great.
2: <laughs> it's cover. I think when you meet a kid and, like, because I'm training to be a teacher and I go on prac and I meet a kid um, and he looks like he's or she is really disinterested in learning or wanting to um, relate with you and so they come across as being crap standoffish and um tricky um but then you work hard and you try and build that relationship with them and you just discover that they are trying to suss you out so it's the equal they're like oh i don't know she looks like she wears lots of flowers and um just not sure how i feel about her and it's and two, yeah a two it's a two-way two way, yeah, yeah. like judging book by cover and
0: they're testing you too yeah right? they're mm.
2: trying to they're testing the waters yeah. and i'm also testing the waters and so trying to vibe out what kind of learners they are. Um, mm. And then they end up being the funniest, fun, really excited about learning. Um, like the kids end up being amazing. And if I had taken my, oh, he looks like or she looks like he or she doesn't want to be here. be here at <laughs> school or have me as their teacher, I would have really not, I would have missed out on lots of fun things. Mm. 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 So I think, yeah, when it comes to teaching, that's something you really have to take because the kids have to vibe you out and you have to, like, suss them out as well. So yeah. if I believed that you should judge a book by its cover, I would have missed out on lots of fun things.
0: Mm. And when you make a connection with uh, what your kids like that or the, the kids that you're teaching, I'm guessing that you're probably... It's really rewarding yeah. for you as well. Yeah, mm. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah. I, I was just going to use the real literal example of not judging a book by, by its cover was... um. You know the Five lang- Love Languages book? Mm. I, saw, I saw the cover and I'm like, Five Love Languages. And then at some point I read it and I'm like, oh, it's actually really helpful. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's a perfect example of not judging a book by its cover because yeah. the cover is like, a- it could have done better. Yeah, agreed, <laughs>
1: agreed, agreed. Agree. Um, and I think that's, we, we can do that in cer- certain situations that we're in in life is we can judge what's going on and think, oh, God's not there. God's not trustworthy. He's not doing what he said. Mm. Um, but we find here in this chapter that there are people who go through some horrible things in fact the writer uh, the, the people that would have first received Hebrews uh, were actually going through some difficulties as well because they they were converts from Jews uh, from Judaism uh, they would have been facing all sorts of conflict and um, persecution and they, they would have been feeling maybe this isn't right maybe God isn't True, maybe Jesus, what Jesus did wasn't enough. And they there would be that sense that they wanted to shrink back. Mm. And so there's this need for them to hear this, uh, this encouragement to keep stepping out. Um, because what we also find is that the, this other idea, I guess, that gets thrown around is the seeing is believing You've heard that one before. Is, uh, I, there are a lot of times where my kids tell me something's happened and I'm like, well, did it really happen? I like didn't that? see it. <laughs> I didn't see that. I saw it, you know. And so um, what we find here is the a list of people who actually don't see something but believe it. They actually put their trust in God uh, to fulfill and to do what he says he will. And these Old Testament saints, uh, they were promised things that they didn't see. And I guess what you could say is that faith can be defined as believing even when you don't fully see. And that's, I guess, that's why people we mentioned earlier about the blind faith, the mm-hmm. jumping in kind of thing, is people kind of get to that point uh, to think that that's what faith's about when it's really not. Because what we find is that they believe the promises of God and they act upon them, and that's why they're commended for their faith. They, God promises something, and then he then the people act. Now, sometimes, um, you know, we promised our kids, this is when you could actually leave your local LGA, that we would go on a holiday to uh, Ginderbine at the beginning of the year. And we promised that that's what we would do. And they then, they hadn't seen Ginderbine, hadn't been there, it was a while off, but they were getting ready to go because they trusted that we would do it. And it's that kind of idea, is these guys uh, in the Old Testament, they had that faith that God would deliver them, that God would work for their best, and they put their faith in him. And for them, the, the reward of faith was one day seeing what they'd always believed. And that's a pretty amazing thing. And this is important because in many ways, faith is related to the unseen realities of God. Now, Let's just consider some of these words that the writer of Hebrews uh, puts before us here in, in chapter eleven, verse one. He uses words assurance and confidence in regards to the promises of God. So let's look at uh, faith being confidence. Let's say uh, faith is a confidence that we that what we sorry I'll try that again. Uh, faith is a confidence that what was hoped for will become a reality. Faith is also seen as the assurance that the unseen promises of God will be fulfilled. And so he then gives us these examples of Old Testament saints demonstrating that faith. And that faith is much more than just a static knowledge of some sort of certain doctrines that we can read in a book or we uh, come across in the Bible. Now, their faith and the faith that the writer of Hebrews is wanting us to, uh, to, to, uh, to live, to put into practice, is a faith that is lived out in active obedience to the Word of God. And that's quite important because... Often we can talk about faith as this thing out here, but we've, we, we don't always apply it to the way we live. And the writer of Hebrews really wants us to see faith as a way of living, that we live out active obedience to the word of God. And an example I could think of is this um, is that I, I don't know very much about cars. I know Joel knows a lot about F1s in particular. Uh, I know very little about cars. Um, and when my car stops working or is not going how it should, I don't even... Like, there are things in our house where I'll muck around with because I know that I can call someone in and they can fix it. A car is not one of those things. <laughs> uh, and so I take it to a mechanic and I trust that he will do it. He'll fix it. I have faith in him. Now... If I hand my car over and I don't hand my keys over, then it's not much good because I really haven't fully trusted him. I haven't put my faith in his ability to fix my car. I've said I had, but I actually haven't fully done it. And so when I hand my keys over and my vehicle over, I'm putting my faith in the mechanic to fix what is not working, what doesn't work, my car. It's kaput, basically. (laughs) um and in many ways this this act of trust is a demonstration of living a life of faith so without trusting this mechanic with my vehicle all my confidence in his competency to actually fix it amounts to absolutely nothing it's one thing to believe that mechanic can fix my car it's another thing to actually trust him entrust him with my car and the obedient actions of the Old Testament saints are offered as proof of their faith. After all, it is one thing to believe that God will be faithful to his word. It is another to actually live in accordance with it. The faith of the Old Testament saints is commendable considering what they experienced is only the smallest of glimpses of what would be promised to them by God or what is promised to them by God. And they, they live their lives in anticipation of of a greater future reality. In fact, that's how Hebrews 11 kind of finishes, uh, in verses 39 and 40, where it says, These people, or the, the list that we've had that are there, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So, even, even when they, their life finished, they didn't receive the fullness of the promise of God. But they will one day, and we will too. And what a glorious day that will be. When all that God has promised, that eternal life, that being with God forever in his kingdom, actually we see in all of its fullness. We only get a glimpse of it now. But that day when we're standing face to face with God, face to face with Jesus, face to face with each other, and the saints that have come before us and after us, what a wonderful glorious day that will be but even more these these saints of the old testament they didn't only bear witness to god's word of faith but god's word bears witness to their faith as well which is what we find in verse 2 this is what the ancients were commended for their faith now the point here is that this faith that they have and the faith that we have it, it creates a hope uh, but it's not a hope for what we guess kind of gets thrown around a lot these days, where uh, if I if I have faith enough, the things that I hope for will become a reality. That's not how it works. It's not not that well. I just need to have a lot more faith, and then the things that I want to happen will happen. That's not it at all, because what it is doing is actually giving creative power and more power to our faith than what actually the Bible and God actually gives and what the writer of Hebrews here gives. In fact, um, there's this illustration about a train. I'm going to modify it for, um, for our time and, and think about it as in this way, that our faith is a bit like, uh, on a, if you've ever driven a trailer or a caravan, there is a bit that goes on the tow ball. It's called the, the coupling part. And the coupling part is the part that connects the caravan or the trailer to the car. And our faith is like that. Our faith is like that coupling part. It actually has no power in itself, but the power of the coupling uh, part actually comes from what it is being connected to, to the car. The car is the thing that has the power to move it forward. Our faith, when it is aligned and or the object of our faith is God, that is when we have strength. And that is how these guys of the Old Testament had strength. It wasn't their faith that God gave them strength. It was the one that they had the faith in is where they had strength and where their strength comes from. And so for us, it's important for us to remember because there is often this misconceived idea that we need to have strong faith. Or if we have weak faith, then bad things will happen to us. If we have strong faith, good things will happen to us. That starts to sound a little bit like reincarnation and karma and those sorts of things. But it's our, our faith and who we put our faith in, that is the important thing because our strength comes from God because faith is actually a gift from God, as it was a gift for all these men and women of the Old Testament. And what we find is that, that as we read through this, um, the, 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 the God is the, the powerful object of one's faith, of our faith. That's why the, the writer starts off Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, like this. It is much more than a definition, as I said earlier, of faith, but a summary of what faith does. Faith is putting trust in the one who has the power, the one who is in control, the one who is trustworthy and faithful. When we examine the lives of these Old Testament saints in Hebrews 11, it is clear that their faith moved them to obedience even when they did not fully receive the promises of God. And so therefore, it's, it's no coincidence then that the author of Hebrews moves from the unfulfilled hopes of the Old Testament saints to Jesus, the one who fulfills all the hopes and the promises of God. In other words, it works like this. This passage moves towards an exaltation to lay hold of the realities on which our hope is fixed, though not fully seen yet. And they are ours in Christ Jesus. After all, faith in the promises of God for forgiveness of sin and eternal life uh, beyond the grave are, more, are nothing more than baseless optimism if they are not based on the crucified and resurrected Jesus. The Old Testament saints may, have been given ex- may be given for us here as examples of faith living in accordance with the rea- reality of things hoped for. However, as Christians... We understand that Jesus Christ is the founder and the perfecter of our faith, which is what the writer is going to go on to talk about in chapter 12 in the first three verses. And this is the undeniable evidence of God's faithfulness to his word. See, we're told in verse 3 that this is the, uh, sorry, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. The unseen makes the things visible. And there are things that we will believe and we trust in, there's things of the future that we can't see yet, that we are to trust in faith in our God who fulfills his promises. And that is so clearly seen in the historical person and work of Jesus Christ, who reminds us that our faith is not a belief without proof. He He is the evidence that our God is faithful to his word. Now, I think Katie mentioned when she was chatting with Lionel, this chapter is often called uh, the chapter of the, the heroes of faith or the hall of fame or the hall of heroes, those sorts of things. But the true hero of this chapter is actually God because God is the one who gives faith to his people by which the smallest of men and women have done great and wonderful things in his strength. And so the question I want to leave us with uh, tonight is this: Does my life, does your life demonstrate faith in active obedience like the saints of the Hebrews, like the, like the saints of Hebrews 11? Does our lives demonstrate this active faith, this faith in active obedience? To our great God. And so I hope uh, wherever you are right now that you'd be encouraged that to put your faith in the God who has promised to deliver you, the God who has promised to save you. The, the God who has f- promised forgiveness, God who's promised salvation, the God who has promised eternal rest with him forever and ever. The God who has promised eternal freedom with him forever. That means getting out of lockdown forever. Not just yet, but when it's time. And actually knowing that God is working all things for his good and glorious will. Amen. Amen. Thanks,
0: Joy. Um, there was I was thinking about how you were talking about the you only you can muck around with other things at home, but you can't muck around with a car. So you take it take it to the mechanic. Yeah. Um. My question for both of you guys first was going to be: Where have there been times where you haven't handed over the keys to God, and where have there been times you've handed the keys over to God in in full faith and obedience? Mm. You go first, Katie. If you, if you've got one,
1: I heard enough of me. You go. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Yeah. I think. I think when it comes to um like academics and uni work, I kind of, I'm like, I hold onto the keys like Gollum. Like, I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this all myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Responsible for and my own so, marks. Yeah, yeah, and I so I get really stressed about marks and academics and too stressed. Um, and I think that's because, and I have in my head like, I'm not going to finish this, like I'm not going to go well in this. But if I handed over the keys to God and... I've learnt to do that more so, like I still sometimes do, but it's something that I've really been working on to um, hand over those keys and be like, if I do my best and I trust that I put the work in and that with God I help get that done and instead of going, oh my gosh, I'm not going to finish it, I'm not going to finish it, I'm like, God, can you please help me finish this? Um, With... I've found this massive difference to, not just like my school life, but my, the rest of my life. Because when I started giving my keys more to God in that aspect of my life, I started doing it in other aspects too. And so my anxiety and my stress about life has decreased substantially because I think I gave those keys over that I was hiding, um, almost like clenching on to like, don't let mm. go. Um, And when I let go it and had faith that God has it covered, God has my life, has a plan for my life and I need to trust in him. So if I do fail, that's God's plan to teach me that it's okay to fail and Mm. that it's not going to be the end of the world Mm. to fail, which was something that I had to come to terms to because I'm like, the worst thing in the world right now is to fail this assignment. And whilst I still sometimes get stressed about that, I think my life has changed a lot in lots of aspects because I've decided that my value is in God, my faith is in God and everything else I do for him and giving those keys over and trusting that he has a plan and even when there's bad outcomes, I have to think, now what was God trying to show me? It's not because I didn't have faith, it's because... He's shaping and moulding me. And I've been learning about, like, I've been reading about discipline, God in Hebrews, because um, I've been reading Hebrews and how God is like a father and he disciplines. Um, and I'm like, that's so true. It's kind of like with when you don't have faith and you have that, like, oh, it's because I didn't have faith or I wasn't trusting enough. Mm. Um, it's a good a good lesson but then even when things you had faith and things didn't work out you go what was God trying to show me through that oh he's trying to show me don't put all my value in this aspect of my life and so yeah I've had times where I've held on to the keys and let them go and I've seen massive differences
0: mm. Mm. awesome that's really encouraging Katie thank you uh, anytime you haven't have or haven't handed over the keys there Joy
1: yeah I think uh, there's lots of times uh, i When when problems come up in life, I I like to solve problems, so I try to solve them. And there are a lot of problems, as many of us would know, that we can't solve and we can't fix. And uh, and sometimes there are times where I hold on to the keys way too long Mm. uh, before I I bring them to God when I should do them uh, first and foremost. There's sometimes where I do, but there are unfortunately more times than not when I I hold on to them way too long. Yeah, and so um, and I think what Katie said is really helpful because often. We can think "Oh, i'm just not being faithful uh and my faith isn't strong my faith isn't good enough and we get caught up in the thinking that the faith has the power when it's actually the one i'm actually saying god i don't think you can handle this situation actually yeah. i'm the one who can't handle the situation and i need to give it to god and
0: i need that like you're talking about the strength and the and the power that god gives us mm. not our own Mm. is when we're able to deal in situations like you're talking about katie um i was thinking that i was probably a little bit similar to that in terms of like my education and and very much in year 12 i was very stressed out about it um but uh it reminded me of something that we keep talking about on the chip lunch podcast got the plug that (laughs) is that um a lot of us regret that we didn't rely on God more mm. we, d- we weren't doing that active faith and obedience mm. um, and we wish we did more at school so that we could either be peacemakers be loving people more or just be able to, s- be able to respond differently to people um, or like uh, deal with the payout culture at school really differently so I was I was really encouraged by what you were saying um, Joy and which came out of Hebrews was faith is confidence in what God promises mm. and will most certainly be fulfilled mm. and if we know that then hopefully we can have that active faith mm. and obedience that you're talking about. Just quickly, really quick question and quick answer: is <laughs> what does active faith and obedience look like? I love how you described it like that. That it's not it's not passive joy; it's mm. active. Mm. What does that look like?
1: Mm. Um, I think uh, that active active faith looks at the the things that God has promised us and see that things in this life don't matter as much as what we, sometimes we, we give them. Like we give them more weight than what we probably should. Like
0: exam results. or Exam results, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, just in the end of chapter 10, uh, you there's actually, um, we didn't go into it, and I encourage you to have a read of it, actually talks about how in faithfulness uh, there were some who stood up against, uh, next to those who were being persecuted and had their possessions and their property and everything taken away from them because, not because they thought, oh, well, if I do this, I've got enough faith that I'll be okay. It's, it's actually, well, I know the promises of God, f- and God is faithful, and my faith is in that God who promises to give me an inheritance far greater than anything I can have here. Therefore, me being stripped of my possessions and my property and those sorts of things is insignificant. Mm-hmm. Well, not insignificant, but they can do that uh, in a way where you, you can't really do that if you don't have that mm-hmm. faith in the promises, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone recently about how you know, how did we get through lockdown. Well, I've got faith that God is a good God and that he will keep us uh, in him and he's working out all things for his honour and glory and praise. The amount of people who I've spoken to have been going on walks with each other, getting outside more, actually looking at the beauty of creation and praying more because of lockdown. I'm not saying that is why it is on, but you know, there's part of God at work. And sometimes I think we can lose sight of God at work in, in our lives and in our country and around us.
2: I think yeah. also, um, kind of like with the walks going along that line, faith is like exercising or trying to work a muscle. Um, you need to wake up and go, I'm going to be faithful today. And the more days you do that, the more faithful you become. Yeah,
0: work out the like, spiritual yeah, muscles. work
2: out the spiritual muscles and make that deliberate decision because sometimes you could lose the keys and don't know where they are. So that's not helpful either. Yeah. Um, and I think... Yeah, just that activeness of going, I'm going to be faithful today. Yeah. And then if you go, if something happens and you go, oh no, what's going to happen? Instead of going into a little spiral, you stop. This is what my mum and dad have always done with me. Um, if I'm getting anxious or I'm stressed about something or something bad's going, we'll stop everything um, and they'll pray with me. And I think that's taught me that giving it to God is an act of faith. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through something, stop whatever you're doing and pray. Because that will help build that faith muscle as well. Um, constantly thinking about God and him and His providence over you and um, in His plan is super important. So like exercising it by deliberately going, I'm going to be faithful today and then giving it to God when something does happen straight away is I think things that I've kind of tried to do in my life to become more faithful. Mm.
0: I think that's a really cool reminder is that yeah when things are getting hard stop in the middle of it and just pray and i mm. think that's something mm. that i need to be reminded of all the time mm. um thank you very much thank joy you. for your message thank you for your, your excellent answers katie <laughs>
1: thank you for your great question. yeah thank
0: you <laughs> no worries uh we'll be back very soon
5: uh, we're going to spend a time uh, in prayer together so if you'd like to join me i'm going to pray for us now Lord God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you because you deserve all praise. You are all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-loving. If I go up to the heavens, you are there, and to the depths of the sea, you are there. You made the earth and everything in it. You are the king over all creation. Heavenly Father, as Father's Day is celebrated this weekend, We thank you that we can call you, the king of everything, our father. We thank you for our earthly fathers. Thank you for those who sacrificially love and lead their families and communities. We pray that you would bless them and that they would model their lives on you, our perfect heavenly father and parent with patience, unconditional love and understanding. For some of us, Lord, this weekend may be difficult. We pray for those whose fathers are absent or have passed away. We pray that you uh, that you would be close to them and that they would feel your love and peace. Lord, we also pray for the continuing COVID situation, both here and around the world. Thank you that for those of us in the Sutherland Shire that you've kept numbers low and that our prayers for protection have been answered. Father, we pray for that same protection over our brothers and sisters in northwest New South Wales, particularly in Dubbo and Bree. As we hear of the virus reaching those communities, we pray that you would protect them and stop the virus spreading any further. We also pray for Ike and Eileen Gordon and the other Indigenous Elders as they seek to lead their communities, both in practical and spiritual ways. Lord, we also pray for the unfolding situation in Afghanistan. We pray that you would bring an end to the violence and suffering in that place. Father, we also pray that you would give wisdom and boldness to the Christians there, that they may persevere through challenging times and persecution. Father, we also pray for anyone known to us that is in distress, sick, or in mourning. Please comfort those who are suffering and strengthen those who care for friends and family. Let them know your mercy, compassion, and love for them. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers. And we bring all of these things to you through the name of your Son, Jesus, our Savior. Amen.
3: The wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died My richest gain I count but loss poor contempt on all my pride Before forbid it, Lord, that I should boast Saving the dead of Christ, my God, all the vain things that charm me most I sacrifice to His blood. See from His head, His hands, His feet, sorrow and love flowing go down. Jesus such love and sorrow? Oh, so we shall crown. We're the whole realm of nature mine, that were are an free, far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul from his head his hands his feet sorrow and love from me go down did such love and sorrow me our thorns compose so reach our crown when I serve Wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died. My richest gain I count for loss for poor contempt or know my pride.
0: Welcome back, everyone. I've just finished admiring Green, Keith Green's face here, but um, we're here again with Jai and Katie. Um, Jai, we've got some announcements to make about church. You want to help me out with that? One yeah. thing we should say is that uh, keep using the traffic light system. Yes. And say that if you if you need a hand, put a red light, amber light, or yellow light. You're going okay. Green light, you're all good. That's that's the first thing to say. Do you want to let us? These are, these announcements will also be in your newsletter, but we thought we may as well tell you. Some of them now. Please totally.
1: Ahead. Uh, we've got, um, normally around this time of year, we have a planning day. And we're going to do that this year uh, on Zoom or Discord or something. We'll, it, it'll be in the newsletter. Uh, but it is on the 18th, Saturday, the 18th of October. September. No. October. 18th of September.
0: 18th of September? September. Well, it's coming up. It's very yes, soon. Yes, very
1: soon. A couple of weeks. So make sure you've got that uh, locked in your calendar. More details are in the newsletter. 18th of September not
0: October and there's also uh, uh, Pastor Karen she is organising a morning tea and prayer on Tuesday mornings at Uh, afternoon afternoon, I'm sorry afternoon at what time 4 o'clock so if you're keen about uh, having a chat having a cup of tea and having a pray um, you can jump on Zoom and that'll be happening Uh, that link will be emailed around in the newsletter as well and uh, any other podcasts you want to listen to well I can recommend one it's the (laughs) Chip Lunch podcast I can recommend another one it's the Shock Absorber podcast (laughs) so check those out guys but I'm going to finish up with Keith here say one way
3: walking on waters with my eyes transfixed upon a hole.